Good evening. How are you all? See, we're friends now. That's nice. I like that. That's good. Well, listen, this is the third in our weeks looking at worship, looking at praise, looking at the whole gambit of celebration and thanksgiving and all that kind of stuff. Yay. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad you're with me. Now, uh, this, so this is our third week. Now, let me just very quickly recap. Now, how many of you here were here last week? So, different question. How many of you weren't here last week? Interesting. So, how many of you who weren't here last week physically watched online last week? Ah, okay. So, we've actually got about 50% of you weren't here last week. So, you're in for a treat. And those of you who were here last week said, amen. <laughs> Didn't you? Yes, good. Amen. Well, look, very quickly, let me, let me recap uh, what we've done so far in the last couple of weeks. So I think that, that would be quite interesting. The first week, I gave you a challenge. And the challenge was this, not to view worship and praise through the eyes of your own culture. Not to view worship and praise through the way you were brought up. This is how we do things. This is how we've always done things. The challenge was, let's have a look at worship and praise through the eyes of biblical culture. Uh, Let's have a look at the language of praise as revealed through the Old Testament and through the New Testament. And we've had a fantastic, rip-roaring journey through the Old Testament. We've had a look at words which in our English Bible... We've only got two words, well, three if you're lucky, and that, that praise and worship. Yay, how lucky are we? But in, in the original language, the language is so much more colourful, so much richer. And it didn't just give you a word, it gave you a suggestion of an activity that was associated with that word. So we saw, for instance, one of the first words we looked at was the word shabak. And this was praising God with a loud voice. So this isn't, you know, God is not embarrassed by noise. Hallelujah. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, all his people, give him praise. And everybody said? That was quiet. Everybody said? Hallelujah. Now listen, the other thing is this. We like to make a noise for about two seconds. You know, and God is worthy of praise for far longer. So I want you to stand to your feet and I want you to give a a, a shout of praise that lasts for a long time. I want you to think about what you're praising God for, for who he is and for all he's done. I want you to open your mouths wide. I want you to let out a rip, roaring shout to the Lord. Come on. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, as I'm looking around, I, I'm hearing a great noise. And, and fine, you know, you, you delivered on the noise front, so thank you. But some of you are just going, <laughs> I'm listening, see? <laughs> so what I'd like us to do is I want us to think. So take just a moment. Before we open our mouths, let's just take a moment and let's think, who is Jesus? Who is God the Father? Is he not the creator of all things? Is he not worthy of the highest praise? Is he not exalted above all powers and principalities? Has he not saved you? Has he not dragged you, kicking and screaming, out of darkness into glorious light? Hasn't he given you uh, provision? Hasn't he healed you? Whatever God has done for you, is he not worthy of praise? Okay, now, so much as I, I appreciate the, 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 the kind of the volume, now I want it with a little bit of content. You understand me, yeah? Okay, so let's go for it. Another good rip-roaring shout of praise. Go for it, yeah!
Glory, 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 glory. Please take your seats. The second leg of our cultural tour of the Old Testament was the word yada. And this was, this was very much um, not just a loud noise. This was extending the hands. This was blessing God, involving our hands. So, uh, you know, if someone said to you, you know what, I don't, I don't, I don't, go, with this, I don't go with this hand-waving stuff. It's nonsense. It's not biblical. It is biblical. It's right there in the language. Okay? It might not be there in our English, but it is there absolutely explicitly in the Hebrew. Fantastic. So, welcome the Lord our God with lifted hands. Amen. Come on. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Come on. Let's wave. Let's give him a wave offering. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. We welcome you in this place. You are worthy of the highest praise. Oh, hallelujah. So when the worship leader says, come on, let's lift our hands to the Lord. Don't be reluctant. Oh, you're welcoming the presence of the Most High. Oh, in this place. In this place. Oh, God, we bless you. God, we adore you. Oh, you are worthy of praise. Hallelujah. Go on, sit down, sit down, sit down. This is just the recap. You need to go back and have a listen to the, uh, uh, the, the, um, the, the online media and stuff. And the, third, the third word we had a look at very briefly was halal. And that was the word that gives us hallelujah. <laughs> Don't you just love that word? Yeah, that was your opportunity right there. You missed it. Okay, too late, too late, too late. We're moving on. <laughs> but but this, was, this was boasting. Oh, this is, this is being clamorously foolish. This is the halal that David gave when he danced before the Lord. He made a complete right idiot out of himself. But he said, I don't care. I will be even more undignified than this because God is worthy of my halal praise. You get me? Good, 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 good. Fantastic. Then we, we had a look at some musical work. You know, God is a God of music. When creation was birthed, the morning stars sang together. Whoa. Isn't that beautiful? The stars sang. And did you know, NASA have actually proven uh, <laughs> in very recent years, they've had a look at stars very carefully, and every star has its own resonant frequency. The stars are even singing today. Oh, and if you could hear what they were saying, they would be saying, God, you are worthy of highest praise. Oh, Lord, are we shining bright enough to reflect your glory? Oh, God. Oh, you are so worthy. You are so good. God, you are awesome. You are more awesome than me, the dog star, Canis Majoris, which is so big. It's like it's bigger than our solar system. Interesting. The world of physics meets the world of theology, and God wins. Hallelujah. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Anyway, so that's, that's oh, that, ooh, where, oh my goodness me. I didn't actually tell you which word. Which word? That was zamar. And, and that literally means to play a musical instrument, to strike up a song. It literally means praising God with a song. But you know what? We understood. We came to, to understand. This is not just any old song. No, no, it's no good singing roll out the barrel and expecting Jesus to turn up. You know what I'm saying? You know, these are songs that, 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 oh my goodness me. The Lord inhabits the praises of his people. The Lord inhabits the zamar of his people. The Lord inhabits the praise of his people. So God's not just looking for a song. He's looking for a song that he can inhabit with his presence. You get me? Good. And then we had another, another uh, musical word, which was tehila. Okay, beautiful. It's, it's literally a hymn of praise. Now we're going to have a look at hymns uh, in a moment. It's going to be really exciting. <clears throat> but uh, uh, this, we, we looked at this very powerfully when uh, we, we understood that Jehoshaphat went forward and he put in front of his army to face not one, not two, but three armies. We saw that one of the stories of the Old Testament that he put the worship team in front and they were to the Lord. They were to sing a psalm to the Lord. What song did he ask them to sing? 
You are good. You are good. Your love endures forever. Hallelujah. And that was the song. And what happened? The Lord set the armies against one another so that when the Israelites came, they, they came onto a field where the battle had already been fought. The battle had already been won decisively. There was nothing to do except tidy up the mess. And it took them three days to clear up the plunder. Are you facing circumstances, difficulties, issues? Remind yourself to praise the Lord because he will set your enemies against one another. He will give you a victory so astounding and so rewarding that it will take you days to tidy up the mess, but it's going to be good. Hallelujah. But hold on. Hold on. You know what, what the, oh my, if you look at that story in detail, you'll understand. Jehoshaphat has to tell the people, look, have faith in the word of the prophets. Have faith. This is going to work. You've got to believe it, people. You've got to believe it. You've got to believe it. And it's not you saying, I don't believe it. You've got to believe it. And then you've got to sing it. He is good. He is good. His love endures forever. And do you know what? His love endures to you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. And that was week one. So there we go. Week two. Yay. Um, we had a look at a few more words. And uh, the first of them was toda. And that was literally to extend the hand in uh, praise, ready to receive. So it wasn't, more, it wasn't so much like this. It was more like this. Lord, here I am. I'm worshipping you. I'm, I'm ready to receive something from the God who is the God who exceeds my expectation. The God who is willing to give, oh, be far and above and beyond all I could ask or think or expect or even imagine. Lord, I praise you. That's the God I'm praising. That's Toda. And we saw as well, as we enter his presence, Psalm 100 was a multiplication of praise. There were all of these words seemingly in this very singular psalm that were full of praise and thanksgiving. Then we had another, we had a look at a word which usually is uh, um, translated rejoicing, and that's the word samak. And, and it's fantastic because it's all about joy. Joy. God's praising people are a Joyful people, poke and prod your neighbour and tell them smile for goodness sake. <laughs> that was a joke. You're like, <laughs> but isn't it great when we come into God's presence, we can be oh so relaxed, so relieved, so blessedly joyful. Oh, you can relax. Why? Because a you know God's got the victory for you. You might you might not see it yet, but it's coming. It's coming. So Lord, I'm praising you until the victory comes. I'm going to sing that song of covenant. I'm going to sing that song of, of relationship. I'm going to hang on to you for all that you're worth. Oh God, because you can do it. You are the, I believe in you, Lord. And, and I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice. Why? Because my God can do it. With his help, I can run through a troop. With his strength, I can leap over walls. It is God who trains my hands for battle. Oh, glory. Fantastic. Oh, and then we had a look at a very important word, and the word was barak. And uh, it was that word that is to bless God, to bless God. And we saw that this didn't just include um, uh, sort of stretching out our hands, but this included that act of kneeling to bless God. Beautiful word, because when you bless someone in this uh, fashion, in this position, what are you saying? I am humbling myself. And you know, if, if Queen Elizabeth were to walk in here right now, um, you know what? You would pay her respect. Why? Because she's the queen. And because if you didn't, she's got some soldiers with pointy bits. More, more of which later. Okay. <laughs> to the tower, off with his head. Anyway, glory be to Jesus. Um, and <laughs> but it's true, and that's not the way God treats us. Even though our sins deserve that. Jesus, well, God sees us through the eyes of Jesus. 
And in the eyes of Jesus, you are gorgeousness personified. Oh, Psalm 45 is all about you. Oh, oh, the king is enthralled by what? Your beauty. He thinks you are completely, absolutely fabulous. So when you wake up in the morning, if you feel like you're having a bad day, you look in the mirror and you tell yourself, Jesus thinks I am fabulous. Woo! Come on. Come on. You know, the world might tell you, you know, you're, you're too ugly, you're too fat, you're too thin, you know, you're too tall, you're too short, you're too, you're, 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 you've got, I don't know, you're, you're bald, you've got too much hair, you, you, you name it, you name it. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know I'm, I'm follically challenged at the moment, it's going, but uh, there we go, but I don't, I don't care, why? Because Jesus loves me. Jesus looks me straight in the eye and he says, Dave, Dave, ha. You're special to me. He thinks the world of me. That's why he was willing. I, listen, forget about you lot. <laughs> I was the joy set before him. Me. Me. That's why he endured the cross. It was for me. He thought I was so special. I mean, you know, you lot are all right, but it was me. He did it for me. And you all can say the same thing. God did it for you. Come on, somebody say amen. Somebody give Jesus some praise in this place. Oh, isn't he just great? Oh, hallelujah. Whew. Glory. I don't know where that came from, but it was good stuff. Fantastic. Then we had a, we flicked through the pages very quickly and we moved on to the New Testament. And we realized that the stories traveled through and that despite the fact that it was a different language, the Old Testament is Hebrew, the New Testament is Greek. And despite the fact we're now working with Greek, nevertheless, there's still praise and there's still worship and there's still different words in Greek that help actually show us some different cultural uh, values that we can uh, make our own. And the first of this, one of the Greek, special Greek words for praise was this word, aineo. Aineo. And it's a fantastic word because it means this. It's a story worth telling. A story worth telling. And God, God is a story worth telling for who he is and for all he's done. Fantastic. And we need to think about that. When we come together, each of you has a word. Each of you has a song. What's the song in your heart? What's the word in your heart? Is it not a story that is worth telling? Is it not something worth considering? Before you come together in the great congregation that we call KT, is it not worth thinking about who God is and what he's done? So that when the worship leader stands up and says, come on, Let's praise the Lord. You're not waiting for the song. You're waiting for the opportunity to go, yay! Oh, have I got a story for you? Oh, so let, me, let me tell you what God has done. Your cell meetings completely transformed. Why? Because they can't keep you quiet. Why? Because I've got a story worth telling. Is anybody in this church tonight? Oh, come on. I'm preaching better than you're listening, as Roberts would say. Oh, my goodness me. <sighs> Deep joy. Mm. All right, okay. So, that's Aeneo. So, we're now in the New Testament, and we're moving on. Yay. Fantastic. Everybody said, oh, that's a relief. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Uh, let me do Good, it's working. Fantastic. It's just Bruce had kind of put stuff on it and Chris had put stuff on it. So just checking it's working. Can you hear that? Yeah, good. Fantastic. Lovely. Not going to use it yet, but... Uh, <laughs> so the next word we're going to look at is a word that, in, again, in your Bibles is translated praise. Praise. Praise the Lord. And it's the word psalo. P-S-A-L-L-O. But it's the word from which we get our English word psalm. 
Psalm, yeah, the Psalms. It's a Greek word. Oh, interesting. Oh, I thought it was Hebrew. No, well, the word Psalm is actually from the Greek, but it literally means to twitch or twang the strings of a musical instrument. Here's one I prepared earlier. You see how Jono managed to twitch and twang his string so hard that he broke one. Bless him. <laughs> now I'm just going to get this ready. I'm going to use this in a moment. But here we go. Can you all hear that? Everyone hear it? Good. Yeah, we'll, we'll get started on that in a moment. Let me just turn that off. Fantastic. Now, okay. There is a powerful connection between the psalmist and the psalm. Okay? There, there is a really powerful connection. When a singer stands up to sing, playing an instrument, there is a powerful connection. Those of you who sing, let me encourage you, learn an instrument. Those of you who are struggling to learn an instrument, can I encourage you, keep going. Keep going. Come on, Daps. Keep going. I saw you carrying that guitar earlier. Yeah, come on. Don't hide it. Don't hide your light under a bushel. And there's several of you in this room, in this very room, who would be thinking of yourselves, well, I'm just not, I'm, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm really not good enough. Rubbish. You should have heard me. I was telling the Bible school on, um, on Thursday, wasn't I, uh, Emmanuel? It, it, you know, the, the, when I first learned the guitar, my sister taught me one chord. She got a 12-string guitar for her birthday one year, and she taught me one chord. And this was the chord. Rock and roll, baby! Oh, yes! <laughs> but then I listened to a, a very uh, famous record at the time, you know, because I was young and impressionable uh, and all the rest of it. It was by Pink Floyd. <laughs> and, and the song was Welcome to the Machine it was off their brand new at that time Wish You Were Here album and the song uh, had two chords one of them was this the other one was that and do you know what with those two chords I could play a Pink Floyd song oh I was so hip I could hardly see over my pelvis oh I was awesome personified well, get excited for me. It meant I was the life and soul of parties. You know, as a, as a 15-year-old kid, that's quite important. Isn't it? Isn't it? Is it not allowed to be? <laughs> you want me to sing that song now, don't you? No, you, you, no, no, I'm not even going there. But, but nevertheless, you've got to start somewhere. When I was 13 or 14, that's where I started. Where I am today, I know at least three chords. Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. And, and I want you, if you are a guitarist or a keyboard player or any other instrument, press in to your instrument. Why? Because it's all about psalo. It's all about praise. It's all about praise with an instrument. It's about striking that instrument in such a way that music comes out of it. Music that the presence of God can inhabit. Oh, this is, this is connected with the rubbing of the anointing oil. Okay, there's a Greek verb, psao, which is all about rubbing, which was used of the rubbing in the anointing oil. So when someone was anointed with oil, they rubbed them. Oh my goodness me. And then you've got psalo, which is this, this rubbing of the strings. It's like the outworking of the anointing. So people, my friends, if you are a musician, let the anointing speak. Let the anointing flow out of your music and out of your song. And I like to think of, of this word as, as us bringing scripture to life, to scripture, to song. It's used in Ephesians 5 and verse 19. I wonder if maybe if we could have a quick, um, I, oh, let me go and get my, uh, my Bible. I know it's an iPad, but it's, it's a Bible too. <laughs> um, fantastic. So, Let's have a race. See who can get to Ephesians 5 and 19 first. Okay. Anyone there yet? 
Yes, I heard a yes. See, I'm still waiting for my Bible to, to open. <laughs> oh, we're here. We're here. Okay. No, we're not. <laughs> I could wait all day. Uh, okay. Anyone, anyone got it there open and just wants to call it out? Emmanuel, you must have it. Come on. Shout it out, my friend. Speak it loud. I can't, they can't hear you in the back. I can't hear you here. Okay, shout it out. Fantastic. So this is what is on the screen anyway behind you. Speaking to one, another, one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. And that word, that making melody, that's praising God. That's psalo, making melody. It's making melody out of the scriptures that are in front of you. And, um, you know, um, I was, uh, I was, <laughs> I was uh, listening to somebody talk to me one, one day. And they, they, they expressed surprise that they would found the words of one of my songs in the book of Psalms. <laughs> and I'm thinking... Shall I tell them? <laughs> it came the other way round. The Psalms came first. The Psalms were that which inspired me to write the song, uh, not the, the song that inspired the psalm. It was just like, you know, it's one of those crazy things, I guess. But uh, anyway, I wanted to sing you a song um, right now. Uh, not necessarily the whole thing. This is taken from Psalm 40. Um, it goes something like this. Now, I can see you clapping. Now, sorry, this is a cool song. You can't clap. You have to click your fingers, okay? So it's... Okay, a little bit louder. Okay, okay. There we go. I was seated Waiting patiently for you then you heard me, and you flew to where I cried, and then you lifted me out of the slimy mud and mire, and put my feet upon a rock, and let me stand secure. You put a new song in my mouth, I have a praise to you, many will sing me. So that's taking the words of Scripture and as best as I can, rendering them into a song so that I can sallow. Let me tell you a little bit about that song. Um, I, I wrote it quite a few years ago uh, before I started my training in ministry. Ooh, interesting. Um, but when I was teaching um, in science, we had uh, one day um, when I was given the opportunity to sing that song to my colleagues. And you know what? They thought, you know, as a Christian and as a singer, it would be like dull, boring, and they'd be very polite, very kind. You know, but you could just tell as I sang that song, it was ministering. It cut through. It changed people's perceptions, both of me and of the, the word that I had to share. And I was able to share with my colleagues at a level because I had sallowed. You understand what I'm saying? I had taken the word of God and I presented it in a song. I sang it to them and it changed their perception. 
When you sing scripture, you just don't know what is going to happen. But whatever happens, it's going to be good. Amen? All right. Now, let's move on. Because the next word we've got is another Greek word called hymneo. Hymneo. That sounds a bit English, Dave. It sounds a little bit like the word hymn. Yes. That's because that's where we get the word hymn from. H-Y-M-N-E-O. Hymneo. Okay. Fantastic. What does it mean? Does it mean to sing hymns? No. It means to praise the Lord with a hymn. So what is a hymn? Ah. Well, there we go. Quite often, um, we tend to view a hymn in our modern world as something dull, a little bit boring, um, and a little bit, um, well, maybe it's got three or four verses, uh, or if it's a carol, five or six or seven or eight, uh, and, and only Dave knows most of them, <laughs> which is probably true. Um, <clears throat> but actually, that's a more recent development in English hymnody and songwriting. It's not actually the original meaning of the word. And the, the original meaning of the word is simply to praise, song, uh, praise God with a structured song. So what is that structure? Well, there are so many different song structures we can explore praising the Lord with. We don't have to be limited to just one or two choices. Now, that's a technical kind of thing that if we were doing a seminar on songwriting, we could have a far deeper look at, and that would be really interesting for the songwriters. But the rest of you are looking at me already with glazed expressions. Song structures. Yeah, that's really got my heart beating. Whoa. Yeah, loving that, Dave. Thank you. That's really blessed me. You should just see how blessed I am. <laughs> I think I can see that. <laughs> anyway, but listen, 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 listen. Just to give you an example, perhaps, of a hymn. Do you remember? There's a scripture in the New Testament where it says, Jesus and the disciples went out and they sang a hymn. They were in, was it in the Mount of Olives? Was that right? Does that sound about right to most of you? Um, I didn't actually write that down, so I'm, I'm running off memory, so I hope that's right. If it isn't right, I'm sure you will all correct me via email. Dave, you got it totally wrong. Heresy. Burn him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so that's fine. Um, yeah, fine. Um, anyway, <clears throat> but what I'm saying is, um, interesting, they didn't just sing any old hymn. That particular season... That particular time meant they sang something very specific. They sang a hymn. Actually, in that context means they sang one of Psalm 113, 114, 115, 116, 117, or 118. Ooh. How do you know that, Dave? Well, because this was building up to the Feast of Passover, and those psalms are sung as the great Hallel at every, at every major feast in the, the Judaistic culture. And, and those, those psalms are full of fantastic truth. These six psalms tell the whole picture of the redemption of the nation of Israel from slavery in Egypt into the promised land. These are the psalms which lay bare God's whole plan of salvation. This is, this is the Psalm 117, the shortest psalm in the Bible. Two verses, easy to learn. Go and learn it. Fantastic. But one of the psalms says this, not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be glory. Another psalm says this, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. This, this is one of the psalms of the great Hallel. So this is when they said, they sang a hymn they were talking of those psalms. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, well, how can we understand a hymn then? Well, let, let me put it this way. It's content from the Lord with a beat. Oh, a beat you can get your teeth into. A beat you can get your, 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 your soul involved with. This isn't something dull and boring. And remember, the stuff that we think of as dull and boring, our great-great-grandparents thought was the most radical music ever in the whole wide world. Ever. Huh? Music goes and it comes and it disappears again. And it's just like, wow, that's radical. That's, that's, it's just music. Okay? So, okay, before we get too uh, involved in the whole thing, let me, let me give you a different illustration to help you understand this word. Because I want you to understand the power of a hymn. 
See, we think hymns, yeah, you know, this day, and we just sing a bit of theology, maybe, and you know, it's you know, it'll, you know, just it'll just. But hymns are powerful, powerful, and I've I've seen people's hearts transformed by a hymn. But let me, let, me, <laughs> let me take you right back. Let me give you a biblical story on, onto which we can hang our hat here. Because the, the, the story is told in the book of Acts about how uh, the Apostle Paul and Silas, um, they, <laughs> they're thrown into jail, uh, in the Philippian jail. They'd just been beaten, flogged, uh, thrashed within inches of their lives. And now they're, they're thrown into this horrible uh, jail. And it's not a nice jail like we have these days, where everyone's got their own bed and everyone's got their own toilet. No, no, no. The toilet in those was a little hole in the floor. If you were lucky... Okay, um, and it was straw, it was rats, it was, you know, spiders, it was all of your worst nightmares all rolled into one in a jail. So there's Paul and Silas. And let's face it, those are not good circumstances, are they? they don't, I don't know, it doesn't feel good to me. I, it's like, you know, it's a bit smelly in here. Uh, Lord, Lord, help, <laughs> help. Uh, we were just doing your work, and here we are in jail <laughs> for doing the work of Jesus. <laughs> but Paul and Silas remembered the lessons they learned in their youth. They remembered the trials of their people. They remembered the stories out of the Old Testament. And what did they do? They start singing a hymn. They start singing praise to the Lord. Maybe they were singing Psalm 113. Uh, Deliver us, O God. Maybe they were singing Psalm 114. I don't know what they were singing. Maybe they were singing one of those. But we know they sang praise to the Lord. And it was the word hymneo. Okay? And, and there they are. You know, and, 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 you know, they start, this is the day. Day. Hang on, let's try that. Let's get the right key, Paul. This is this. This is day, day that Lord has made. Yeah, that's about right. We will rejoice. I don't feel like rejoicing. I don't feel like rejoicing. But Paul says to Silas, "Now, come on, come on, mate, come on, come on, keep your pecker up, pal. Come on, come on, let's let's do this." Let's do this. Come on, rattle those chains. Get me a beat. So, so Paul picks up his, 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 his wooden kind of, I don't know, slot bowl and he's banging it against the bars. Okay, come on. Oh yeah, here we go. This is the day. Oh yeah. The day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice, 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 and be glad in it. Oh, I'm feeling it now. Oh, here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the day, the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice, 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 and be glad in it. His love enjoys. His mercy endures forever. His love endures forever. Yeah. His mercy endures forever. Whoa, oh, oh. His love endures forever. Come on, Silas, help me out here. His mercy endures forever. Oh, yeah. His love. Come on, louder, people. Forever. His mercy endures. Come on, somebody help me. Endures forever. Woo! His mercy endures forever. Yeah! His love endures forever. Hey! Somebody wait! Love endures forever. Woo! Yeah! His mercy endures. Okay, we've, we've, whew, i got to finish the story. Sit <sighs> down! 
Let's see. So what are they doing? They're just praising the Lord. They get carried away. And before you know it, before you know it, they've got a beat going. Whew. Before else you know it, they've got God's attention. Oh. You see, and let's, let's, we've seen the, the view in, in, in the, the detritus of prison. Let's, let's take the higher view of what's going on in heaven. Hang on. Higher view. Um, so. Without the aid of a safety net. <laughs> okay. So here's God up in heaven. And at the time, Gabriel's on his trumpet practice. I mean, not Gabriel here. I mean, the angel Gabriel. He's going... God says, Gabriel, shut up. <laughs> Why, Lord? Gabriel, Gabriel, come over here. And God parts the heavens and he looks down. He says, What's going on there? That's praise. That's, oh, that's such a hymn. Whoa, do you feel that? Beat man, they got a beat going in prison. Whoa! That oh, who is that? Who? Oh, it's Paul. Oh, I love that guy. He's a rabble rouser, isn't he? I mean, just a, he's a bit naughty. But Gabe's Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel. Oh, oh, this this beat. Oh my word! The Bible says the heaven, the heavens, the highest heavens are his throne. The earth. It's his footstool. And when God gets a beat, he taps his toes. <laughs> Glory. And when God taps his toes, earthquakes happen. What happens there? The Philippian jail is split asunder. How? By an earthquake. Why? Because Paul and Silas praised the Lord until they got the attention of heaven and heaven got on their case and heaven changed their circumstances. Hallelujah! Come on, that's praise, people! That's praise! Oh! Did they feel like it? I bet they did not feel like it. Their backs were open sores after the whipping. Oh, my goodness me. They weren't fed well. I, you know, I had, a, I had a Marks and Sparks chocolate cream eclair before I preached tonight. Oh, oh. All right, okay. The worship team reminded me, it's actually, it wasn't one. It was two. It was two. And I kept them all to myself. So, so I, and this is after three days of, of Gary's cooking at Annan Court. Oh, my word. So I am well fed. You know, not like Paul and Silas, who, if they were lucky, had uh, a bowl of water and some moldy bread. Nice. But they got the attention of heaven with their hymn of praise. I want us to stand now. I want us to sing um, a, a fantastic song. Uh, it's a song that um, we've learned of recent. It's a, it's a modern hymn. Um, <clears throat> Actually, let's change this. It goes like this. Bless the Lord, all my soul, all my soul. I worship His holy name. Sing like never before. Now stop. 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 Oh, hold it. Hold it. We're not just singing this song because it's a nice song. We're singing this song doesn't matter what your circumstances are. You're singing this song. Your one intention is to get the attention of heaven with a hymn. Oh, come on. Come on. Let's re-sing it again. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh, my soul. Worship His holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul. 
say bless the Lord and all that is within me bless your holy name for you are a God who is eternal oh you have saved us from everlasting to everlasting oh your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and we rejoice in you Lord hallelujah we rejoice in you oh God hallelujah 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 so deliverance came to the apostle Paul yeah please do take your seats Guys, stay there, if you would be so kind. So hymns are those songs which, which rouse your faith and douse your fears. As you remind yourself of who God really is, even if it's over here on earth, it's not over. Hallelujah. You've been called into something that is eternal. We are, but as, as Peter puts it, we are but sojourners here. We're here, our passing is like that of grass. We're here today, we're gone tomorrow. But like the word of God, which is eternal, we have been called into eternity. Hallelujah. And these songs bring the weight 
of history and the potential of the resurrection power of Calvary crashing and rushing into your present, giving you hope, hope to the hopeless, comfort and strength to the weak and the beginnings of a new chapter. How? Press in with praise. Amen? You know, and just because you don't feel like it doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. You know, I want us to, uh, we're probably going to finish on this point. Um, I want us to look one, one more word, if we may. And um, I had something very special lined up, which is going to wait till next week. So make sure you bring your chums. It's, it, it, tell them it's even more special uh, next week. You're doing great, aren't you? Nudge your neighbor, wake him up and just say, you're doing, you're doing really great. Yeah, you, was, you weren't snoring at all loudly. Uh, I, I, wasn't, I didn't hear that. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. <laughs> and what we see in Ephesians 5, praise the Lord with psalms, hymns, so psalo, hymneo, and then with spiritual songs. Well, actually the Greek word there is not spiritual songs, it's simply spirituals so we're talking spiritual spiritual songs this is akin to psalm 42 where the psalmist says let the deep cry unto the deep and and it's it's similar to genesis 1 verse 2 where the creative spirit of awesome god is it's and the scripture says it's hovering over the face of the deep it's connected to what Paul describes as groans which words cannot express. There is something essentially creative about this word pneumaticos, spiritual songs. Now, if you ask any songwriter about how they write songs, they will probably give you a very vague answer. John, you're a songwriter. How do you write songs? Go, speak to your mic. Come on, come on. Get your mic. Okay. How do you write songs? You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually, uh, we'll think about a theme in Scripture, yeah. and then uh, let it flow from that place. First. Let it flow from that yeah. place. Now, that's interesting. So, thinking from a theme from Scripture, and then perhaps it flows. But sometimes, you've got a great chord, you've got a great tune, and nothing comes. Isn't that right? And sometimes, you've got a great word, and no tune. And sometimes you've got nothing. <laughs> you, can, you can be sweating buckets for all, for, for all the, the, you know, for the effort you're putting in and nothing's coming out. Um, but many, you know, as John has just tried there, he's trying to describe a process of capturing a moment of inspiration. And then, there's a moment then uh, which follows, well, it's not a moment, it's an expansion of time where perspiration follows. You have inspiration, perspiration, where you sweat to hone this little kind of little nugget that you've received from the Lord um, and stuff. And, and, you know, inspiration, inspiration comes in that moment of clarity. But you know what? That moment of clarity has to transfer then into something, a moment of perspicacity for the rest of the human world. Yet what? Perspicacity. It's a good word. Look it up later. It's a fantastic word. Um, the ability to see through. Okay? Um, it gives us the word perspex. Anyone know what perspex is? Yeah? It's like plastic, but you can see through it. I'm working hard here. This is, this is tough. I'm only speaking English. Yeah, it's like, it's good. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> the quality of what comes out at the other end will, will very much depend on the experience of the person who has been inspired. Huh. Now, songwriters, from where do you get your inspiration? Hmm. It's right here. John has just given us a clue as well. It's right here. It's in the word of the Lord, as you sallow, as you make music and melody to the Lord, as you hymneo, then you pneumaticos. 
So you start off with praise, you go on through praise, uh, and then you end up in the spirituals. Wow. Fantastic. There's a process for you. And you know what? Some of the best songs I've ever written have come out of that place of, of when we've been having a fantastic celebration. Huge, wonderful time of praise, celebration, thanksgiving, hymns, songs. And then we've gone on to spiritual songs. And some of the best spiritual songs have come as just somewhere, somehow, someone's played a random chord and it's gone, bang, there it is. That's the song. And it's just, whoa, what is that? And, and then for the rest of I remember uh, we were having a prayer meeting for an encounter. Uh, one of the first encounters I went on. And, and it was just, it was the most incredible prayer meeting. Oh, it was a wonderful prayer meeting. It was like, it's the awesome prayer meeting. It's a fantastic prayer meeting. We were really laying hold of God for this men's encounter. It's going to change lives. And, it's, and, and there, in the middle of this, as we're praying, seeking the face of God, the Lord dropped into my spirit this song. Here in this holy place, here at this sacred time, here as the world grows dim, in my heart I am ready, ready to meet with you. And you may, if you've been around KT long enough, you'll, that'll be a familiar song to you. It was on an album that we did many, 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 many years ago. But it really touched us as a congregation. The Lord fanned it into flame and used it at that encounter. It was like one of those breakthrough songs that, that God used. It came out of praise, out of worship, out of the spiritual place. And the Lord then was able to take us on a journey through that spiritual place into his presence. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But by capturing the essence of that inspiration, that's all important. I seek to capture usually a recording of something or write something down so I can return to that spark and then hone a partner with the Holy Spirit what I finally write down. It's no use coming to me and saying, here's a song what Jesus gave to me. When that song looks like Jesus was emptying his waste bin. <laughs> Hear what I'm saying? Listen, you might think, oh no, that's a bit cruel, Dave. That's a bit cruel. That's a bit harsh. That's a bit. Well, it was actually, but I've seen those songs. Seriously. And they, they, would, they would edify no one. They would help no one. Why? Because they were the first, the first fruits, but you didn't hone it. You didn't practice your skill of songwriting. You didn't, you might have had the inspiration, but you forgot about the perspiration. Amen? Amen. Emmanuel, you know about this, don't you? It's like perspiring. We've, we've sweat buckets together on some of your material. And, and, and others, you know, we, we will work, work. Why? Why? Because, you know, we want God to receive the best. In Exodus 35, he, the Spirit of the Lord comes on Bezalel and Aholiab. Or, what, what, to produce, uh, what, just kind of like any, any old rubbish for the, for the tabernacle? No. The best. God wants excellence. God wants it in your songs, in your songwriting. God wants the best. So learn how to be the best. You know what? Our time has totally gone. And I'm, I just, I, I'm sorry, I've, I've got into songwriting and now I'm, I'm, I'm on home turf. Totally. And it's like, we could do a seminar right here. But it's gone half past six. And what we're going to have to do, we're going to have to pick this up next time because we have a, a few more Greek words that I want us to explore because they're part of the culture of our praise and celebration. But you know what then? I want us to look into the deep places of worship. And next week, I want you to come ready to worship God in, in a way of intimacy that you've never done before. I want you to lay it all down next week. Um, I don't want this to be a, a, an embarrassing session or anything like that, but it's going to be a God-filled session. You know what? The Holy Spirit is going to so move on us next week as we enter his presence and as we, as we bow down and offer him the deepest worship, the purest hearts that we can give. Amen? Amen? So come ready. Bring some friends with you next week. Okay, it's going to be an experience, the like of which we've not had in years. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm feeling that. Come on, shall we pray? And then uh, I'll hand back to Scott. Father, thank you for psalms, for hymns, and for spiritual songs.
Lord, we thank you because, you know what? Without those things, our lives would be poorer. But because you have blessed us with them, our lives are rich. With your presence, with your fullness, with your graciousness. Oh, with praise, which breaks chains. Praise, which changes circumstances. Praise, which moves mountains, literally. And Father, we want to give you praise. Lord of earth and heaven, we want to celebrate you with songs, hymns, and spirituals. Because you've shown us how, you've shown us why, and we're so excited by the prospect. So Lord, thank you. Help us to praise you as you deserve. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord praise offering.